West Memphis, Arkansas-based trucker Chris Dowdy counts he and his wife, Paula, among the lucky ones, he says, in today's edition of Overdrive Radio. It's dropping to the podcast feed Friday, August 25th, and posting at the world-famous OverdriveOnline.com Monday, the 28th, 2023. I'm Todd Dills, and the subject is one ripped right from the last month or so of a myriad headlines. The bankruptcy and ceasing operations of Yellow. LTL giant that was propped up by an astounding amount of loaned money straight from the U.S. taxpayer in recent years, which has struggled financially for many more, you'll know if you read the business press. The largely union workforce there was a home for many, many people though, including Dowdy for a substantial part of the last decade. If his name sounds familiar, longtime Overdrive readers among you may well recall his time driving for Wooten Transports with a home base in Memphis where he spearheaded an initiative he called Truckers for Hope, staging visits to St. Jude's and Ronald McDonald House in Memphis with other drivers as a message of trucking goodwill for children and their families there. St. Jude and Ronald McDonald House, yes sir. The Truckers for Hope efforts still in the back of his mind to restart post-COVID, but he's had bigger fish to fry this prior month with the loss of work following Yellow's shutdown. Like I said though, He's one of the lucky ones, soon to start a regional gig doing what he's done for most of the past quarter century. I'm going to be harassing traffic. <laughs> Which means? Driving. <laughs> uh, is it local well, work or is it um, kind of uh, regional stuff? It, it's within like so many miles of the, of the uh, like 200 miles of the terminal, uh, the warehouse something like that we'll go the farthest south we'll go we'll go to like jackson mississippi over to little rock i think there's one store in missouri three or four in kentucky but anywhere in that circle over to the tennessee river that that big of a circle what we run others laid off with yellow shutting down haven't been so lucky and as with any such company implosion Though business press charts the financial missteps and ensuing lawsuits and reorganizations and creditors and the like, what's often lost is the toll it takes on the individual people who are cast off to scramble for their own futures. I honestly want to get our message out. I mean, yeah, the world sees the front of the house. The world's seeing management and what's going on. But behind the scenes is a human hole. On the other side of a break, we pick up with Dowdy telling the story of his past eight to nine years and so much more, including the difficulties faced by a CDL driver just trying to find a job in today's sluggish freight climate. So stay tuned. Want a squeaky clean fuel system for your diesel? Today's your lucky day. Use Howe's Diesel Defender with IDX4, the strongest, most effective cleaning agent you can find in a fuel additive. Destroy the toughest carbon deposits and clean your entire fuel system in just three treatments with Howe's Diesel Defender. A clean fuel system means optimal performance and increasing your fuel economy by 5% or more. Guaranteed. Howe's Diesel Defender for every diesel. Find more about Diesel Defender at HOWESproducts.com. Here's Dowdy, tracking back to the last time we talked when he was still with Wooten Transports. I worked at Wooten. Um, I had an opportunity to come available at Yellow. Okay. Uh, I, I, I took it. Insurance was better. Uh, pay was better. Okay, somewhat better. Um, 
just want and wanted to really get into the LTL market. Twenty years ago, my mom was was uh, going with a third round of cancer, and I wanted to be home more often. And I went to every LTL company there was, and this is before Yellow and Roadway merged together, mind you. And they all said, when you get experience, come back. When you get experience, come back. So how do you get experience if nobody wants to give you the opportunity? It's that old catch-22, right? A lot of people face that in all kinds of professions, no doubt. (laughs) So true, Todd, so true. And anyway, anyway, Yellow gave me the opportunity to get in the LPL market, and I loved it. Uh, Contract in 19. I was starved out. I lost my father's house and just not working. I mean, it was early uh, one work a week, off a week, work a week, off a week. And you can't pay bills like that. What was going on at the time at the company that uh, made it that way? It was a con. It was, a, it was contract time. They, uh, a is how they dispatch no matter what. I mean, literally, if you were one person ahead of me, you've been home for 11 hours, I've been home for a week, they, they sent you out over me. But at the same time, though, it, it, it's just the way the freight ran. They were running that outside carriers or uh, purchase transportation around us like like we weren't there. And the union never stepped up and said, hey, sorry, you know, you can't run purchase transportation when you have guys sitting at home. So I left. We, we had our business up and rolling really good. The year was 2019, and Dowdy and his father had turned what had simply been a collecting hobby, antiques on the part of his dad, baseball cards, and other things for Dowdy himself, into a full-fledged business, buying and selling through an online store, mostly. Well, I went to work at Wooten, 14, and my dad was 86 year, uh, 80-something years old at the time, and he was bored and wanted something to do, so um, I would run the computer side of things because it was always crazy he would he did a lot with the antiques and the collectibles you know, the antiques and stuff like uh the hall china and um glassware lamps lanterns you know all of that world and i've been in that world for over 30 years and it's and it's so funny my dad one day grabbed my ipad and he says he said i'm gonna learn how to do ebay i'm like oh crap here we go again here we go <laughs> oh great this ain't gonna be pretty so he would literally go on the go on the iPad. He would go and bid on stuff, and then when I got home or when I had a free minute, he said, "Here, you pay for it." I'm like, "Dad, I'm paying for your stuff." Well, no, you, no, you're you're paying for it out of our money, but you, it's like, "Dad, you're paying for it out of my money." <laughs> so, so in 2019, he died. Things were going up. I mean, we were really grow, growing and growing and growing. And then we moved from his house when we got kicked out to West Memphis, set up shop, set up a little little business separate, a little building from the house. And things were going great. And then all of a sudden, what happened in January of 20? Here comes COVID. Right. And when it happened, we couldn't get any loans or anything. And we were starting to struggle not with just not with just financial money coming in but also getting product in too to resell we were having a hard time we were literally like liquidating everything in the building paula and paula my wife 
she's like, well, it's like we're into like July of 20. She's like, well, what are we going to do? We were running out of savings. I said, well, got to go back to work. So there again, I applied to, I applied to all these companies again, and you, you can insert name here. And the only, the, the bottom feeders would call. None of the ones that were paying decent. I called yellow. I said, Hey, what, what's the opportunity of me coming back? They said, well, here we go. You come on back in. So I went back to work labor day of 20 back at, back at yellow. And where were you based out of when you were working for them there? Good old Memphis, Tennessee, home of the best barbecue in the world. And when you went back, what did you go back doing the same thing you had been doing before? Uh, which uh, I think um, were you were you doing line hall work then? I, I, I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did line hall. They wanted me to go back to line hall, but I said, "Well, I got I got two words for you. One starts with F, the other one starts with Y. You, you'll figure that part out." <laughs> so, so I went. And, so I went to the city. I went to the city and the dock because. Being in the being in the industry now, going on twenty five years, I'm ready to make that shift out of the truck. I want to get away from the the truck, and that's what I had originally planned in nineteen and twenty. Was that okay? Now I'm able to go do my own and press forward with being away from the truck. Because if Yellow was to go under in nineteen or twenty, you know, kiss my butt. You know, I I could care less. But we still had our we were still working on trying to get Truckers for Hope still. Uh, still start still keep going but uh went to the dock went to the city went on this what they call utility run pretty much i left memphis went to little rock worked the dock come back every night that's pretty much what i did and 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 that's what they were trying to go to the 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 union shot it down because they didn't want lion hall drivers working the dock granted I, i give them that nobody really wants to work the dock but somebody has to they didn't want line haul dropping and hooking trailers and but yet you'd go to end of the line terminal say like springdale or shreveport you got to do all that yourself so it's like it's just a kind of a matter of necessity uh at that at at those locations in in, in memphis is what they call it open terminal means we were open 24 7 365 If, if say you came in from nashville you had to wait for somebody to hook your set together before you put put your truck up underneath it. Or even if you were, say, from another terminal like Dallas or Chicago, wherever, you had to wait till the set was put together before you were able to get out the gate. And Little Rock was kind of a velocity terminal means if somebody was there, yeah, you didn't drop do, do your own drops and hooks. But when somebody wasn't there, you did your own drop and hooks. And like Springdale, Springfield, Tulsa, you know, the smaller terminals were all into the lines. You had to do all that yourself because they had enough. The, the drivers also worked the dock, too. You were drawn to LTL originally, it sounds like, because you wanted you wanted to be home more. I wanted to be home more, yes, but i wanted more money and better money because when you yeah. you've done over the road when you've done over the road you know how that money is i wanted something better i've always in my lifetime wanted to better myself from from one from one to another where whether it's going from flatbed to reefer to van or wherever you know i've always wanted to better myself sure you yeah each new each new opportunity that you take on you want it to be better than the last yeah 
Right. And, and, I, and I also love a challenge. And yes, Lion Hall was a challenge because you had to fight the traffic going from Memphis to Dallas or Chicago to wherever. But I could have done that in a normal, traditional over the road deal. So the dock was a lot more challenging to me because you're having to go, here's all this freight. I've got to cram it into this little bitty box. How do I make it fit? It's like Jenga, you know? I, I saw the writing on the wall when O'Brien got elected to president of the IBT, um, which was what, last year, I think? Elected in 2021, actually. O'Brien officially took over as Teamsters president then in 2022. The different bits of information that was put out there kind of had a, a feeling that this is not Hoffa Jr. no more. It's going to be a lot tougher, and I'm like, it, it, it's going to be hell. I mean, if you look at what he did with, with UPS, and he's really looking out for the workers, yes. like with what UPS got and ABF and... I just knew that, that it was going to be something dramatic that happened. And I wanted to be prepared. Uh, I told my wife, Paula, I said, listen, something major is about to go down. I told her, I said, we're going, in, we're going into contract. We need to be prepared. You know, we, we need to um, make sure that we have money saved up because either we're going to close the doors or we're going to strike. And she said, okay. Uh, and I kind of, she kind of puzzled. She kind of had that, that deer in the headlight look at first. And I finally broke it down to her and told her. And she's like, okay. So we, we put back a little bit of money. I mean, we're okay to the beginning of the month. I mean, I knew yellow had screwed up management. I knew yellow was um, not in the best shape financially. And I try to tell people this at, 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 at the yards, be prepared for something to happen. We're going into contract time, be prepared for something to happen. Save up money, pile up money, look for something better because something is coming and I couldn't put my finger on it. So, and, and, and a lot of the guys are like, oh no, you need to be drug tested. Oh no, that, that'll never happen. Oh no, we're, we'll still have a job. It's like, I talked to one of them yesterday. I uh, see if you want to come on here and join us. And he's like, no, but you were right, though. You sure were right. We should have listened to you. Um, how did you learn of the uh, of, of that that uh, that you were going to be without a job, and how much advance notice did you have? I I came in that Monday night, not the thirty first, but uh, yeah, because I was working an overnight shift, and and I came in the morning of the twenty fifth. And I knew a lot of the yard guys, and they would see me come in, and they always be like, "Hey, Little Rock, uh, did you hear about this? Hey, Little Rock, did you hear about that?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No, what?" And then I got around to the back, and my shop steward stopped me, and he said, "Hey, Chris, I'm just letting you know they're shutting down operations. Just go ahead and just get file for your your unpaid vacation." And I can kind of sort of see where he was coming from because when you looked at the dock in Little Rock, it was like nothing. It was a ghost town. It was the cleanest that I'd ever seen that dock. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of put two and two together, and, and I really wasn't feeling that great anyway. My allergies was kicking my you-know-what. So, so I just said, you know what, I'll take out my uh, 
I, I just used three days uh, sick pay and I'll go ahead and just cash out my vacation and we'll see what happens on Monday. You know, it couldn't be too bad. And then they called me on that Sunday night, the 30th, and said, we've closed operations. And I remember when they called me and told me I filed for my uh, unemployment. And the next day, lady called me and she says, well, I can't, I can't file your unemployment because we need something hard from yellow saying that you are officially laid off. What is your job status? Because we can't verify any information out of them, not, not anything. So I sat there and I says, well, I looked at Paul. I said, we're screwed. It was that Friday. They gave it. They sent us the, uh, warn notice letters they they sent that to us and it was the following wednesday the lady called me up from unemployment and said hey we're going to approve your we're going to go ahead and uh, approve your unemployment we just got guys today that i saw on facebook that just got their unemployment we were talking on august 23rd three plus weeks after dowdy was told operations were shuttered and it's been a big fiasco just getting Employment verified. I had, a, I had a lady friend of mine here in town works uh, who manages the office here for a big uh, nationwide temp service, and she ran my mine. And she said, "Well, we, when we called to verify your employment, the only thing they said is that you worked there, but they couldn't give us any other information than that. They didn't know when you worked there, what you did, or nothing." So I imagine that is part of the problem as to why we can't get jobs. I mean, if you can't verify employment and the dates, what else are you going to do? And, it, and it's frustrating. I mean, it's, it's frustrating that, that you got to dig up phone numbers of people and say, here, um, you know, here, try this number here. Nope. Okay. Try this number here. Okay. Try this number here. As noted at the top, though, it's certainly not the greatest of times in either LTL or truckload employment markets at present. And that's probably an understatement. Doubt he can at least count himself among the lucky former yellow drivers and other staff. How September's going to play out, I don't know, because we both have gotten new jobs now. You know, I, I guess I'm one of the lucky ones, blessed ones, because I was able to, to keep a Teamster job. There's not many, there's not many Teamster jobs, and I'm going to work for Kroger. Okay. What, are you, what are you going to be doing there, actually? Uh, I'm going to be harassing traffic. <laughs> Which means driving. <laughs> uh, is it local work or is it um, kind of uh, regional stuff? It, it's within like so many miles of the, of the uh, like 200 miles of the terminal, uh, the warehouse, yeah. something like that. We'll go the farthest south, we'll go. We'll go to like Jackson, Mississippi, over to Little Rock. I think there's one store in Missouri, three or four in Kentucky. But anywhere in that circle over to the Tennessee River, that, that yeah. big of a circle is what, what we run. I really do feel sorry for, I, I do really feel for the guys that were the dot work, the, the non CDL dot workers and the, the clerks and the office staff. I really do wonder about those people daily because we actually had somebody kill themselves uh, last week or so I, I i can't imagine and you know having to go through being being one of the clerks and trying to get a job and getting turned down 
every which way of Sunday. Because I mean, I, 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 me personally, I applied to hundreds of jobs and haven't heard back from any of them. Still, I'm still waiting on a bunch of them to, to at least respond back and say, "Hey, you don't have a job." I mean, you. We were talking earlier, Chris, and it's like um, the the sort of advertising that comes out of trucking companies uh, because the recruit recruiting is what it is. It's like this uh, constant thing; it just never stops. But for you in this situation, it's been like uh, it's been a lot of crickets, I guess, except for this Kroger uh, position that you that you're about to take. It's not just in without our, within the LTL market; it's everywhere. Yeah. Right. And and it's like, why are you say you're hiring when you're just taking applications? I mean, don't do, do these companies not understand that all they got to do is put their sign out in about a minute of, and, and in a matter of about a week, they'll have a thousand applications. I mean, why do you need to have a pool of applications sitting there to call people up at a random notice? You know, you know, if, if I'm looking for a job, I need one today, not whenever you feel like. That's the problem. It's interesting the approach he's seeing with the Kroger company, Dowdy said, with operations there sensing opportunity with Yellow's fall to bring in more driving positions to rely less on outside contractors to move product between distribution centers and grocery stores in the region. The opposite of what he saw amid Yellow's long struggle to stay afloat, in part with the use of contract Back companies. Back in the spring, they, the IBT sent down a memo to uh, Yellow saying, hey, stop the uh, the purchase transportation to those guys were coming in and out left and right. Generally, though, he looks favorably on the work he did there. All in all, I mean, it was the best, it was the most money that I've ever made in my career driving. It was the easiest <laughs> money that I ever made driving. I mean, Kroger is going to be a side shift from uh, money-wise from what I was making, but yeah. but all in all, it's still going to be about the same. I still got the same insurance and the same pension, and I think I'm one of the ones that lucked out because right. there was there's there's hardly any union jobs left. I mean, once you take out UPS, ABF, and T Force, there's not really many left. So union or non-union, it's certain that trucking companies at the moment are taking their time with applications. Dowdy Fields. Readily available equipment to put a driver in might be a problem for some. It's been an issue at Kroger, he said, in part. Yet, such a big change in operations of such a big company coming at this very moment is no doubt a strain on the untold number of individuals and their families. Dowdy, 46, and his wife Paula, they're at least on their feet. Though he's certainly keeping his mind open to future possibilities. I may like it at Kroger and stay around until I retire or just hang around for a few years and then go from there. But uh, the one thing the one thing that really concerns me the most is, you know, the clerks and the non-CDL people are the ones that are having it the hardest right now. I mean, a lot of them are barely making in. You know, I mean, it, it's really insane what's been going on here. I, I and... You know, like I told you, I've been in this 25 years. I have never seen such a fiasco as this. I honestly want to get our message out. I mean, yeah, the world sees the front of the house. The world's seeing management and what's going on. But behind the scenes is a human hole. 
I mean, oh, we've yeah. already got one. We already got one life that I know about that is gone. It's not coming back. So, how many more have got to suffer before things do do officially turn around for a lot of these people? Here's a big thanks to Chris Dowdy for his time. With any luck, we'll hear from him again with his Truckers for Hope initiative in Memphis, giving back to children and their families in dire straits the city's children's hospitals and taking a little trucking to them along the way. Find links to past stories about Dowdy in the show notes wherever you're listening. Overdrive radios on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud and Spotify, Podcast Addict, Overcast.fm, and many, many others, including the world-famous OverdriveOnline.com slash Overdrive hyphen radio. Here's a big thanks for listening. Any feedback or tips for me directly, use our podcast message line at 615 615- Eight five two eight five three zero. Always love to hear from you. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with the acoustic guitar and other support of trucker songwriter Long Haul Paul Marhofer. The theme is Legend of the Snake Man by Marhofer, featuring the guitar work of Travis, the Snake Man himself, Whammy. Terry Two Socks Richardson on bass, keys by Tishomingo Jim Whitehead, and on drums, Andrew Marshall. The podcast is backed up further by Overdrive's own news editor Matt Cole, social media coordinator Holly Young, executive editor Alex Lockie, and video editors Lawson Rudisil and Andrew Brown. We'll see you next time.